what made you what made you put your hand up or did they approach you to be the Australian Curry Guy Australia Day ambassador? Right. Well, basically, this is quite a few years ago now, I was approached to be an Australia Day ambassador and I thought, what a lovely thing to do. I, I, I um, uh, yeah, I was really happy about it. And um, from the, at the beginning, they invite you to a kind of like a orientation, kind of get together thing in the city and they explain um, what it's all about. And they uh, explain the difference between well, obviously, rural and regional versus um, kind of metropolitan, with a very heavy leaning towards encouraging you to go to a regional or rural area. Yeah. Um, and so the first time round, I asked for sort of regional, rural, and my boys and I went to Cooma, sort of near Canberra, and it was very exciting, I must say. Uh, we didn't know what to expect. Like, basically, you either opt for metropolitan or rural or regional, and you give um, your availability. So you either say, I'm available for, I don't know, three days, two days, one day, just the morning, just the afternoon, or whatever it is. And then they take your preferences and, um, uh, you know, decide what's going to be the best fit. And, um, yeah, and I thought, you know, for the kids and I, it was a bit like going on a bit of a mystery tour because we didn't know where we were going to go. And even when we found out where we were going to go, we still didn't really know what it was going to be like. But it was really fun. And in that instance, in fact, one of the people who was looking after us was a former uh, airline, no, 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 um, Air Force pilot. Wow. And, um, yeah, and then he had a school where they taught people to fly planes. And so... Uh, I mean, this is going back uh, many years now. Uh, so my boys were like, I don't know, four and seven or four, no, four and six or something like that, or, or maybe five and seven. Uh, and uh, yeah, this guy, he took us up in these planes and they were two-man planes. Um, so basically, yeah, we, we got to fly planes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, to be honest, Lucy, like I'm quite risk-averse generally. And afterwards, I sort of thought, oh my God, that was that dangerous? <laughs> that might have been dangerous. <laughs> But, I mean, in a way, I, I knew it wasn't that dangerous because, you know what I mean, like, um, you know, it was in the middle of the day and the weather was very still and calm and it was only a short flight and I knew that both of my boys were sitting next to an actual pilot. Um, so, you know, even though my boys were, in theory, flying the planes, like there was someone right next to them that could take over the controls if anything went wrong. Yes. And I think that'll probably be the first and last time I'll ever fly a plane. But, again, it was um, completely unexpected and, um, yeah, it was a real adventure. And then since then, depending on, you know, what else we've had on and so forth, um, I've either opted for metropolitan or rural. Like we, we went to Bega one time, which was really good. But we've done plenty sort of in the, um, you know, in the more local area. But, of course, this is the most local because I actually live in the Korean Kyle municipality. So. Yeah, I've been to lots of different places and, and each time... Uh, whether you've been there or not, it's still not necessarily what you might expect. Each time when you go to the place, obviously, you know, you do, you know, read a bit and research a bit about that place. So, um, you know, for example, Parramatta, I learnt that Parramatta means a meeting place for eels. Mm. So, obviously, everyone knows about the football team called the eels, but, like, yeah, apparently, so then you're like, oh, so that's why they call the eels is Parramatta. It comes from the Aboriginal Baramatta. Which means yeah. a meeting place for you. So I must say, most days I was having a bit of fun saying, you know, um, it's a meeting place for eels, and I actually didn't even know that eels had meetings. 
<laughs> Very good. Very Thank good. Thank you so much. <laughs> and have have you learned anything about this area where you obviously live, but you, anything that surprises you about here? <laughs> well, that's a good one, actually. Maybe you should have done this interview a bit closer to the day because I do tend to do things relatively last minute. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Um, I, I haven't yet, actually. No, I should. Um, but, you know, I know a few things, obviously, having grown up in this area and gone to school in this area. Yeah, I definitely do know a few things about Karingai and the suburbs around here. I mean, a lot of the suburbs around here are, um, you know, Aboriginal names and words like Taramara and Warrawee yeah. and Wurrunga yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Not so much Linfield. <laughs> no. And what's your job on the day? What do you do? Well, I think in this in this particular instance, um, the mayor is going to speak and then I'm going to speak and then... I think there are a few other speeches. I know that um, Alistair Henskins, the MP, and um, a few other MPs are going to be there. I don't. I don't think they usually speak. They usually just, um, you know, attend. Mm-hmm. And um, there'll be the Australia Day Awards, and there'll be, of course, the citizenship ceremony. Yeah. And uh, and again, you know, that that's a pretty major part of it. And uh, always very moving and. Um, very uplifting. I, I always find the day, I must say, um, very uplifting. And of course, you know, usually there's a, a welcome to country, and depending on the situation, there there may be um, an Aboriginal elder in attendance that may give a speech, or there may be um, an Aboriginal dance, or you know, like a musical um, item, or something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, even though, obviously, you know, some people have mixed feelings about the whole Australia Day concept, and, you know, obviously there are people who talk about it being invasion day and all that kind of thing. I mean, but one way or another, it, it is a time to commemorate this country and its past for all all that um, that might entail, both the the light and the dark and the positive and the negative, which, of course, you know, any, any long story is going to have its highs and lows. Um, but it definitely is a time of coming together and recognising Australia, Australia's past and the new and the old Australians. And so, you know, the citizenship ceremony sits in really well with that. This whole, it's a time to actually really think about what does it mean to be Australian and what am I proud about in terms of being Australian and the things that we are fortunate, um, in the ways in which we are lucky and fortunate and all that kind of thing. But I guess it's also a time to reflect on, uh, you know, what what the future might hold and our role in that. And mm. learning from the past is as much a part of that as any as in any other arena. And I think, you know, it's, it's good. It's interesting in a way because, you know, you have Christmas and you have New Year. And then um, Australia Day and Chinese New Year always fall, you know, reasonably close together. In fact, there have been years where Chinese New Year has actually fallen on uh, Australia Day. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, as you know, Chinese New Year is um, determined by the lunar calendar, so obviously it moves yeah. around, but it's usually sometime in January or February. And yeah. I know there's been years where it has fallen directly on Australia Day. There's other times that it's fallen directly on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I remember there was one wow. And um, and I I often think, you know, because I've been very very involved over the years with Chinese New Year, and Personally, for me, anyway, both Chinese New Year and uh, Australia Day, 
I think of I don't think of them as being political in their very nature. I mean, obviously, you know, if, you, if you're involved in, um, you know, China, uh, City of Sydney Chinese New Year or with Australia Day festivities, obviously there often are politicians there. But predominantly, I think of um, Chinese New Year and Australia Day both as celebrations. I don't think of them as being religious celebrations and I don't think of them as being political. I think of them as being, um, well, Australia Day as being a time to think about how fortunate we are to live in this country. And, you know, whatever criticisms you may have, I don't think you never deny that we're very, very lucky to be here as opposed to some other places that we could be. Yes. And um, to think about, uh, you know, what is it that makes us Australian, what what is what is quintessential? What is it to be quintessentially Australian? And I think obviously that whole concept has evolved very very much from the time of the Aborigines to the time of um, you know British settlement and colonial times, and then of course the gold rush, and um, and then you know the evolution of this kind of ochre Aussie to the kind of Paul Hogan anyhow have a Winfield type of concept of the Aussie to you know to today. I think. Our idea of what it is to be Australian, as well as the world's concept of what it is to be Australian, I think it is constantly evolving. You know, we're no longer this convict settlement. Um, I think it's certainly a long time since we've been um, simply a place where Aborigines live. Um, you know, th- th- there's there's so much more to what it is to be Australian, and, and every year, I think it's changing. And um, being part of that and having um, a time and a space to reflect on that, I think is is really good. And as I said, you know, it usually falls around the same time as Chinese New Year, where again, it's really about celebrating the fact that there is a new year and we're here to see it and uh, celebrating that we have the chance to start again. It's a new year, it's a new chance. And the idea there is to put the past behind you or at least certainly settle any grudges or... You know, leave leave your um, uh, grudges and recriminations in the past, and turn over a new page and start again. And I think that uh, Australia Day, it's really it's really kind of the same thing. You know, it's it's a it's a new day to think afresh about what it is to be Australian, to think afresh about what have we got to be thankful for, and to think afresh about what is our role as Australians to make our country a place that we can be proud of or more proud of and um, be proud of ourselves as Australians. Gosh, um, I think it would be wonderful for Kuringai to have you there to be able to celebrate with them on Australia Day. Well, even that, I mean, I must say every year, Lucy, I often think, you know, isn't this interesting that I'm the Australian Day ambassador and obviously, you know, I have a Chinese face because both my parents are originally from China. Yeah. And I mean that itself, I think, speaks volumes about what uh, about the nature of Australia today. Yes. That um, Australia ambassadors can look like me. <laughs> and yeah, but of course, you know, I mean, I'm certainly not the only Australia ambassador who comes from a non-English speaking background. Even though, obviously, I do now speak English. In fact, I can't stop speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, and it, it's interesting. I think for my children as well, and I'm really happy that for my children, they take it for granted, yet, yeah, yeah, mum's an Australia ambassador and they don't think twice about the fact that, you know, that, you know, I don't have blonde hair and blue eyes and, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, 
and you know that our cutlery drawer has a whole lot of chopsticks in it. <laughs> I mean, I think that for my kids as well, like you know, growing up in uh, just the the local public school, you know, obviously their school is full of um, people from non English speaking backgrounds. They're, in their classroom, there's often someone who either English is not their first language, or maybe they don't actually speak English all that well yet, but they speak another language incredibly well. Yeah, I think um, you know times have changed so so very much from when I was a child, when at um, the infants and primary school that my brother and I attended, we were the only Chinese boy and girl in the whole school. But wow, we were often the only Chinese people these people had ever come across. So wow. sometimes you think back and you think about some of the racist sentiments and you know the whole Chinese germs and Ching Chong yeah. kind of. But you sort of think about the context of it and think about you know, what their parents' concept of what a Chinese person might be. And, well, I guess, you know, it just, it just puts it in a, a very different perspective. But I think the thing mm-hmm. is that just as there have always been people who are inclined to be racist, and let's face it, there obviously still are, there have always been people who were, who really just didn't see that and um, accepted you as you were. It's just that back then that was more of an exception and um and and I guess those people you know in my memory they're exceptional people i guess they're they're your friends but um yeah, I think things have changed an awful lot, but maybe uh, there's still a lot more change that needs to uh happen <laughs> yeah you know, there are always going to be minorities there are always going to be people that are looked at a little askance that people don't trust or you know people are suspicious of or just fearful of and so I guess you know I think there will always be that element but that doesn't mean you have to be complacent and apathetic and go oh well well nothing you do about it because I think there is there's always something you do about it absolutely yeah well that's wonderful it's lovely to speak to you Lucy and to you thank you so much and uh, good luck and I hope it goes fantastically well next Wednesday on the 26th. Thank you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.